This is Radio Sega, and you are now listening to The Sega Lounge. Join the conversation in the IRC chat room by going to radiose.ga slash IRC and on Twitter by mentioning at Radio Sega or using the hashtag the Sega Lounge. Indeed, welcome everyone to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Another week, another Sega Lounge episode to get through and with another special guest. I'm KC live from Portugal from Radio Sega HQ from in Portugal uh, as usual. I'm alone tonight for 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 reasons. Unfortunately, none of my co-hosts could join me uh, for tonight's show. We'll probably have a shorter show tonight. Um, we'll be joined shortly by uh, Dana Kalitri. She is the singer of the original version, or one of the two singers of the original version of Dreams Dreams from Nights into Dreams. Ah, um, Jamie just said in the IRC, "You're not alone, Casey." Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I have my listeners, so that's that's all the company I need, and I have our, our very special guest as well. Uh, yes, and and uh, if you want to join me, if you want to uh, tell me I'm not alone as well. Just like Jamie did. Don't forget to join us in the IRC chat room. You heard the links. The man, our um, uh, amazing American announcer, uh, <laughs> told you the link. But again, radiose.ga forward slash IRC. Join us just like Trigon, Wo21, Voice, Piafra, CTR, Drive16, Beat, Esper K, Frogging101, Hitstun, Jamie, Mr. Mixoplex, Ravzik, TCB, Tracky, Twini, Vertix, Destroyer. Uh, okay, uh, Zimadon and underscore spawned it. So just like they did, join us now. Whoops. Uh, I hit my headset for some reason. Oh, uh, I'm so clumsy sometimes. Uh, but yes, join us. We'll have an interesting show. We'll get to know Dana a little bit more. She's, as I was saying, one of the two original singers of the original version of Dreams Dreams from Nights into Dreams. And, uh, the other one being Curtis King Jr., who we tried to get uh, on the show tonight as well, but unfortunately he's too busy right now, so we'll try to get him on the show uh, another time, another week, uh, for another episode of the Sega Lounge. Uh, if you want to uh, send us uh, your questions to Dana, you can do so by double-clicking my name. Uh, in the IRC chat room, that's KC. Double click my name, send me a private message, or you can uh, mention at, uh, at Radio Sega on Twitter, and uh, we'll try to uh, ask your questions to Dana. One quick note, though, uh, it's been uh, 20 years since uh, she did the song for Nights into Dreams, so don't expect her to remember that much about the whole process. So this show uh, is uh, especially dedicated to getting to know Dana a bit more and what she's been up to since uh, she recorded the, the, this original version of Dreams Dreams and what, uh, what her career is, what she does... Who, which artists she uh, collaborated with and still does in, in the present. But yes, we'll get into that uh, soon enough. 
Mr. Mixelplix says, KC, you're never alone. You have Ryo Hazuki to keep you company. And that's all the company I need. <laughs> right, Ryo? <laughs> it's me, Ryo! I know, yeah, hello. Hello, I'm Ryo Hazuki. I know, we all know. Hello? 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ryo, Ryo. You're so crazy. Anyway, um, before we get into the interview, uh, let's just mention a few of the, the news bits we have uh, for for this week. Uh, not much, you know. Uh, apparently, um, Takashi Izuka, uh, the head of Sonic Team, said um, they they are preparing uh, to launch uh, Sonic Runners worldwide. So, not only in Canada and... Uh, Japan, but uh, well, wait, wait, wait. Not only in Canada and <laughs> and Japan, but uh, they're uh, getting ready to do a worldwide release of the game. So that's good news, I think. Um, just like uh, apparently they uh, did uh, an interview for um, Planet the Sonic Brazil. So. Uh, where am I saying Brazil when the name is Brazil because it's Portuguese but I don't know but yeah they, they apparently Takashi Izuka told the guys at Planet Sonic that um, they're um, they're preparing for uh, uh, the, the the real deal the, the, the true worldwide launch of the game and not this soft launch in Canada and whatever so it's it's great news I think uh I don't know, never played the game, but if you guys have played uh, the game, let me know if you're excited to finally see it released on other uh, operating systems and worldwide, because that's what it's all about. Uh, the other non-news uh, bit of the, the week, <laughs> because this is, is not really a, a, a something new, we were expecting this, but uh, Sega will not uh, have their own booth at E3 this year. <sighs> it's not that dramatic though because uh, as you probably know by now my thoughts on this uh, who cares <laughs> because uh, is E3 really that relevant to uh, uh, the general developer or p uh, publisher these days I don't think so apart from EA, Ubisoft uh, Sony, Microsoft I don't think uh, that many company companies uh uh, really expect much from E3. So Sega will uh, obviously attend the event by having some of their games uh, on the booths uh, of other companies, like probably Yakuza 5 will be shown at uh, the Sony booth, so I think that's that's uh, that's more important than anything. They'll still showcase their games, they just won't have their own booth for the event. And again I say, who cares? I don't, I don't. Uh, finally, finally, uh, apparently, um, what was the other bit of news I, I saw? Oh, I see. Uh, using our friend's website, the Sega Nerds, they say that um, 
a new unseen build of Sonic Extreme has been released. Apparently, I thought this was already mentioned a few months ago, but apparently not. Uh, seems that thanks to uh, the guys at Sonic uh, Sonic Retro, um, a new build of Sonic Extreme has been released. So, if you want to check that out, I'll uh, post the link to this bit of news uh, on. Uh, on um, in the IRC chat room, um, uh, Twini says, apparently Jamie mentioned that uh, he found out that the Tony Hawk game series is returning, and Twini said, uh, to boot Casey, who cares? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, it it was once a great series, so maybe they'll come back in 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 full strength, and the game will be enjoyable. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, uh, so that's, I think, uh, all the news we had for the week. Um, so before we uh, start chatting with Dana Kalitri, we'll just take a quick music break uh, and we'll start by playing, obviously, uh, Dreams Dreams from Nights into Dreams, uh, the original version. So when we get back in about five minutes, five and a half minutes, we'll be here talking to Dana Kalitri. You're listening to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm KC. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Oh 
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I hope you enjoyed that quick music break. We had Dreams Dreams from Nights into Dreams, which I felt was appropriate since our guest tonight is a really special guest. It's an honor to have with me Dana Kalitri. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Nice to be here. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. Great. And uh, as someone was mentioning, uh, as I think our good friend Tweeny was mentioning uh, on Twitter when we promoted uh, this show earlier today, uh, it's not um, usual to see you giving this, these interviews uh, to community websites. Um, so it's, it's really an honor and uh, we're really excited to be talking to you tonight. Or, well, t- or, you. or this afternoon because it's uh, 3 p.m. Uh, where you are, right? Yes, I'm in New York, so yes, yes it's it's a lovely afternoon, I hope. Yes, it's actually beautiful. It has finally become spring here after a very long, hard winter, so <laughs> we're, we're yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, as I, I, I mentioned uh, during this the intro to this show, uh, Dana, you were one of the original singers, uh, or one of the singers to the original uh, version of Dreams Dreams from the Sega game Nights into Dreams. We'll be talking uh, about that uh, soon enough. But before that, would you like to tell us how you got involved in the music industry? How, why did you become a, a singer and a songwriter? Wow. Well, you know, you're just kind of born into it. I mean, in my case, I just loved singing and I loved music. So very, very early I was playing music. I learned to play piano and guitar and then I just would sing all the time. And it's interesting because I, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of, it's you, you wonder like what ever possessed you to think you could actually do this for a living. But when it's in your blood, you just do it, you know. And I've been very lucky and very fortunate. So, so yeah, it just was a passion. And even though I have other interests and other passions, it was the thing that really pulled me. Interesting, interesting. So did you uh, actually uh, study music or... Yes, I, uh, my mom is uh, a musician, not a professional musician, she's a teacher, and so she taught me to play guitar and piano, and then I started early, I think I was about 15, something like that, I started taking voice lessons, and, and then I, I, when I went to college, I studied comparative literature with Italian, <laughs> I didn't study music, but I was already doing it, I was already singing professionally, so... So, uh, and then, but I just knew when I got out of school that that's what I was going to do. So I came to New York and, and started right in. I started, uh, I guess the first thing I did was um, I got signed by a manager who tried to get me a record deal. And so he was, you know, they were financing all this stuff for me and putting bands together and all this kind of thing. And then I got into doing session work. So I did a lot of background singing and singing on jingles and <laughs> a little teensy bit of touring. But the session scene in New York in those days, this was like the eight, the end of the 80s and into the 90s, um, were re- it was really happening in New York. So I was very lucky. So it was a great life. You know, you just bounced from studio to studio singing all these different things. It was great. <laughs> So, uh, can you do? Uh, can we do the the rest of the interview in Italian then? Ah, si, si, certo. <laughs> uh, I I have I don't know much Italian, so uh, I'm Portuguese. So, but uh, but I can. I, it's it's similar. It's similar. 
so. Yeah, it, Italian is awesome. Actually, isn't <laughs> Portuguese is like is it's a combination between like French and Italian, isn't it? And Spanish, isn't it kind of a, uh, they're, a mix? They're, they're all Latin uh, languages, so they all right. That's they, true. They came from Latin, so they're, they're very similar. Instead of C, we say Sim, so it's it's similar. Yeah, it's a example. beautiful language, Portuguese. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, so yeah, so the rest of the interview first on Radio Sega. Um, I, I don't even know how to say lounge in Italian, but I, I would, I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, la lounge de Sega, I don't know. <laughs> this was really bad. This was really bad. I apologize. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so, so you were into the music business. How uh, did the chance to get involved with this uh, this project, Nights into Dreams, um, came along? Um, and actually, this was a, a question that uh, Jamie uh, in our chat room also sent me for you. So, how did you get involved with Sega? Was it directly with Sega through some person you knew? How did that happen? You know, it's it's so long ago at this point. It was the mid '90s, I think. So, uh, what I remember, what I know, is that um, in that period, I was doing a lot of session work. So, what would happen is someone would call up and they'd book you for a session. And um, Curtis and I, Curtis King, who um, is the is the male vocal mm -hmm. on this on the song. Um, He was called as well, so the two of us were hired to come in, and I don't even remember what studio it was, and I don't think I even really knew what it was, because in those days, video games were really new, and I had never played them, and I never even knew there was music in them, so it was a really different kind of thing. I think there was, you know, the, the soundtrack to video games really just started at that point. But I do remember thinking the song was beautiful, and I remember um, I remember singing it, and I remember loving singing it, and really enjoying myself at the session. But that's about as much as I remember. And it was really such a wonderful, wonderful surprise. A couple years ago, somebody contacted me and told me that that we had so many people that loved the song all over the world, and that was such an incredible thing because I didn't know. I mean, I really had no idea. So it was quite something. Yeah, it's one of uh, people's favorite, uh, at least Sega fans, it's one of their favorite uh, songs in, in any video game, so it's really an inspiring song. Um, yeah, it's so lovely. It's lovely to hear that, you know, because you, you know, I sing tons of things and I've been on so many different projects over the years and, you know, you it, unless you're standing in front of an audience, you don't really know what kind of feedback you have. You know, so it's really so rewarding to realize that you might have touched somebody by your music. You know, it's a great thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, uh, the game itself has a, a really hardcore fan base. So right. yeah, it's it's really interesting how involved these people are, and um, I'm sure the music played a big part in that as well. And yeah. you're you're singing and Curtis singing, really. Uh, I think added to the feeling of the song and the feeling of the game. Yeah. Um, so you you said you you started singing uh, in those sessions. Uh, so then you started uh, writing songs as well, right? Or was that uh, always a part of your process? No, actually, I started writing late. 
um, I had had a, I was in the, you know, record singing, the singing business, singing, I sang with Celine Dion and with Elton John and Mark Anthony and Fergie and all these different people doing all kinds of things and I was on a lot of television shows like Saturday Night Live and all the morning shows and all that kind of thing as a singer, as a background singer and I did all kinds of commercials for products like Folgers and Coke and Dr. Pepper and Stouffer's and all, all kinds of, you know, pro practically every company you can think of I did a little jingle for. And it was a very wonderful career and then I, uh, but I started to get into writing because I really felt like I had a calling, you know, and I was very scared. It's, it's funny, when you've established yourself in a certain genre, like as a singer, it was kind of scary to be a beginner writer all of a sudden. You know, you feel like you have to come out and take baby steps. But I was lucky that I had some great people to work with. And I was a quick learner because I love literature. I love language and words. And I love, um, you know, I have a lot of things I want to say. You know, a lot of things that interest me. So, uh, and I had, you know, I'm musical and I play instruments. So when I actually sat down and began writing, it happened fairly quickly. And then I got a, a record deal um, with Universal. And so I, you know, got to indulge myself for two years making this record. And, you know, it was amazing because you get to wake up in the morning and you're, what do I think about? And all there's an audience for it. Everybody wants to hear with all these little things that you think. <laughs> but, um, but the record deal, I got signed to Universal at a time when all these record companies were merging and people, you know, people were coming and going. So unfortunately, my record never actually saw the light of day because uh, the people that were involved in it got fired. So there we were. But the good thing, <laughs> <was> that, <laughs> the good thing was that I had really become a good writer after that. And so probably about six months later, after my deal ended, I got my first cut with In Sync. Which I'm assuming people know who NSYNC is. NSYNC, just in case you don't know NSYNC, NSYNC was Justin Timberlake's first band. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of sad for all the other guys. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, we, we were the the, <laughs> the backing vocals to, <laughs> to to we did backing vocals to Justin Timberlake. Sad to say the other guys. No, it's it's funny. I laugh when I say that because I remember somebody once telling me they were standing in a record store and they overheard someone say, Who's Paul McCartney? <laughs> or oh no, they said who's the Beatles? And the person oh. said, Oh that was Paul McCartney's first band. <laughs> oh my God. That's that's sad. That that's even sadder I think because you know <laughs> It's the Beatles, but yeah, okay. Uh, Trini in, in our chat room is saying Justin Timberlake and friends. Okay, so that's that's a nice, nice band. So you got involved with in, in, in sync, right? Yes. So I wrote for them, which was, you know, as my first outside cut. It was amazing because, of course, they went on to sell millions of records, so that was great. And then, uh, and then I, from there, I just kept writing. I signed in 1999. I signed with Notation Music Publishing, and I wrote, uh, you know, for Dream, which was on Bad Boy Records, and I had a country hit with Jessica Andrews, and 
let's see. I mean, I've written for tons of people. And then um, in know, 2007... That, uh, sorry to, to interrupt, but yeah. that, that's one of the, the things I, I found one most interesting when uh, doing my research on, on your career. It's that you, you write... Uh, for so many different people and um, people that sing different uh, genres of music so yeah. uh, when uh, we're playing in, in a few minutes we'll be playing one of your the songs you, you wrote recently I believe uh, yeah. for a band that um, I'll mention this afterwards but they actually did a song for a Sega game as well they did? One of, they, 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 or at least Sega used one of their songs for Oh, that's uh, awesome! Game. Which one? Is, so, courage, my love. Yeah, courage, a, my love. Courage, my love. Uh, have a, a song on a, a mobile game, a game that you can play on um, uh, Apple iPhones and Android devices, called a Crazy Taxi City Rush. So the song is called, I think, Bridges, I believe. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, sure. Did you write that one? No. <laughs> no, I didn't write Bridges, but that would I be a, a, a really great coincidence. What? Yeah. That would be even a, a greater coincidence if you did write Bridges as well. Yes, so, but no, that would okay. be. But, no, uh, but as I was I saying, uh, you you, yeah. you do this, uh, you, you write songs for so many different people, all these different genres. Uh, how do you manage that? You know, um, because sometimes uh, 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 an artist or a, a writer uh, gets stuck in a in a, diff in a single genre. But you can cover That's everything. True. Well, you know what? A lot of it is because I co-write a lot. So I think if I were writing all the songs by myself, they'd probably all sound like Joni Mitchell songs or something, <laughs> you know. But when I co-write, it means that, um, you know, even though I play instruments and I write the lyrics and I do the melodies, that I can work with people that might take me out of my own comfort zone. So, you know, if I'm writing uh, with different people, I get to use their influence, you know, and it kind of takes me in a broader direction. So it's, uh, you know, it's a great thing to do. Plus, it makes it fun. Um, so I think that contributes to it. But it's also, you know, it's funny, like recently I've had a lot of successes in the, in the hard rock area, you know, really heavy rock. And, you know, I'm a female middle-aged female at this point and it's kind of funny that a lot of my songs recently have been with these you know 19 year old heavily pierced and tattooed <laughs> you know rockers and but the thing is that I think that my sensibility takes them in a direction that is slightly unique so in some ways the fact that I don't live and breathe heavy metal You know, it kind of makes it. My influences kind of influence that, and so it kind of takes it in its own direction, which is cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, apart from being a singer, a songwriter, you're also a, a vocal teacher, right? Or a vocal coach? Yes. Yes. Uh, what does that involve exactly? Oh, you know, I, it was kind of accidental. I started doing it about 15 years ago because producers that I was working with in the record business started sending um, some of their artists to me. And I just love it. I mean, I really love working with all kinds of people. You know, I, some of my students are people who are very serious in the music industry. And some of them are people that 
just want to sing, you know, and it's really an incredible journey to go on with someone when you open up their voices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all kinds of things can change in their lives because it's a very powerful chakra. You know, it's a very powerful energy center in the body. And so when you really open that, you kind of open up all kinds of things. And it's great. I mean, I really, I have a real love for teaching. So what I do, um, I do traditional vocal exercises and things like that. And I work on their songs with them. But I also am interested in sound healing. And that has greatly influenced my work in all aspects because I really do believe that if you have a calling to sing or to write or to express yourself through music, music is an incredibly powerful uh, healer mm-hmm. and it's a powerful transporter of intention, you know, so which is why they're starting to explore music and medicine you know for all different kinds of things they're realizing it's very efficient kind of transporter of uh you know of intention it's hard to i don't know how to say it better than that but um good, good so when, and i think that it's uh you know it's a wonderful thing to be able to help people discover their music and and explore it and then manifest it it's great interesting that's very very interesting So um, I think we'll we'll just take a quick music break and play that song I was uh, talking about. So you know, uh, you you I asked you to pick a couple of songs for us to play tonight, and one of them is the this one we'll play uh, by Courage My Love. Uh, so Courage My Love actually did a song that was used in Crazy Taxi City Rush. We've played this uh, before, not this that song <laughs> on the show. Uh, when we had the developers uh, for Crazy Taxi City Rush. Uh, and uh, Dana actually wrote a song for them as well called um, Kerosene, right? Yes, it's called Kerosene. It's just out now. This is fresh off the press. It's just starting to hit radio. And, you know, they are, I don't know if you had the pleasure of meeting them, but they are incredible. They're two uh, twins and uh, a guy. And they are as sweet and as talented as you could possibly be. And uh, and I really wish them great success. Cool stuff. So do we. So we'll <laughs> just take a quick listen to uh, Kerosene uh, by Courage My Love. And we'll be right back with more with Dana Kalitri. Right here on Radio Sega.
So we're back. Welcome back to Radio Sega, the Sega Lounge, right here. And uh, we're uh, chatting with Dana Kalitri. Welcome back, Dana. Um, so we just heard uh, Kerosene by Courage My Love, a song that uh, you wrote, uh, Dana, as well. So yeah. It's really nice to see. I, I As we were talking uh, when, we, when we were off air, uh, it's probably uh, interesting to see the reactions of people to your work, right? Although you're not the, the recording artist, but when you get to see people reacting to the songs you write, I'm sure that's a, a great feeling. Oh, it's amazing. And, it, and it, it gets back to the whole sound healing thing, because when I started to get involved in sound healing, it really changed how I viewed everything that I do and and you know I'm very fortunate that I have access to uh, to projects that will put my music out there so you know I could have 10 million people listening to something that I've done and so it made me really start thinking about um, being really conscious of what I put out in the world you know that I really no matter what genre it is or what subject I'm writing about, and it, you know, because not everything has to be 
all happy and up with people. I mean, you can write about some very, very dark things, but it made me realize that I, I wanted to be very authentic and um, take responsibility for my point of view, you know, really stand behind the things that I put out into the world because I do believe that music is really powerful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even when I'm writing a song like Kerosene, <laughs> it's, I, it really is, you know, it's them, but it's me. You know, it's definitely kind of, you know, it's, it's truthfully my point of view. So, mm -hmm. Interesting. So, uh, we were talking about uh, songwriting. What um, inspires your songwriting process? Um, you know, I love the story. I love humans. <laughs> I love people. I love the human story, you know. I, um, I've always been a person that thinks really deeply about the hu being alive, you know, the, the kinds of... I watch what people go through. I'm interested in what we learn from what we go through. The whole human experience is something that's really interesting to me. So, I'm constantly getting ideas from you know things people say from things I read about uh, in books and in the newspaper and you know the I don't know if you're gonna end up playing the other song I gave you but that's a song yep. called Modern Warfare and that was one of the few songs that I've written recently just for the hell of it usually I'm writing for a project or a specific artist or something and this was something I wrote just because I felt like I wanted to and the idea of modern warfare really came out of the whole you know the, the drones and how bizarre it is that we push a button someplace in the United you know in this small town in the United States and then something blows up and some village blows up across the world you know mm -hmm. and this disconnect in warfare I think is a very strange thing and so I was thinking about that a lot and then you know I wasn't the the hard part about writing or the the something you have to keep in mind when you're writing is you never want to be preachy you don't want to sit there and you know I'm not writing a big political song but I do think that whole concept of, of being disconnected is something that's very true in in a lot of instances as we live today and so the song became about a relationship and just how disconnected you could feel in a relationship but it's really the correlation between that and and you know warfare mm -hmm. so uh so those kinds of things are you know i try and stick those into my pop songs <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to water them down but every now and then i get to indulge myself <laughs> yeah if you just sing about drones people would be <laughs> depressed or something <laughs> right. Well, nobody wants to hear these, you know, you don't want to do a whole bunch of songs that are all preachy and, you know, <laughs> this is what we should do and shouldn't do and all this stuff. And, yeah. you know, that doesn't really resonate. What resonates is, you know, the human experience, love and pain and sorrow and joy. And those those are the things. And maybe this will make people think. Yeah. Doing it this way will we'll probably get the message across. Yes, hopefully, yeah. you know. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Rapid Run, one of our listeners said, Oh my God, Kerosene just gave me a serious nostalgia trip to the early 2000s for some reason. Nice job, Dana. You made my day. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, Dana, 
we're, we're, we're delighted to have you here on, on Radio Sega, on the Sega Lounge. And you know, we usually, when we have guests on the Sega Lounge, we have uh, something uh, we, we never tell people beforehand. It's called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, <laughs> uh, it could be anything, but uh, the Sega Lounge Challenge, since you're a musical guest, it's, we're always happy to have musical guests because we're a radio station, um, and since that's the case, uh, this week's the Sega Lounge Challenge is actually something I'm, I'm sure you'll be comfortable with. Uh, but before that, we'll play our the Sega Lounge Challenge intro. Unfortunately, you won't be able to hear the intro, because if you could, you'd be scared. Uh, but maybe you can listen to the recording later, and uh, maybe the, the intro will scare you. So it's just a 25 seconds long intro. Let's play the Sega Lounge Challenge intro, and we'll be back with a very scary challenge for Dana Kalitri. Oh, <laughs> Now, you know our guests. They're amazing. They're stars. But are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. So, we're back with Dana Kalitri after that really scary uh, intro to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, as our listeners know, it's the dreaded moment of the show when we ask our guests to do something. Uh, what could it be tonight? Well, you know, last week we had uh, Dana, we had uh, another singer, uh, someone who sang songs for Sega games. And uh, we're, we'll be asking you the same thing we asked her uh, last week. If you could sing for us... Um, just a, a few lines of Dreams Dreams uh, if you can remember the lyrics <laughs> oh my god okay so you have to remember this is 20 years ago right <laughs> so I'll just pause the music for dramatic effects and uh, there you go okay. and uh, right. whenever you're ready <laughs> okay let me see if I can dredge this up from my the dark recesses of my memory <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay in my dreams, I can hear you calling me. In the night, everything's so sweet. In your eyes, uh, in your eyes, I feel there's so much inside. Uh, in the night, dream delight, I want... I want, I want to see you standing there. Anyway, that's all I remember. <laughs> very well, very good, very good. That was... At least you can tell, you can probably tell it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm not uh, as impostor. <laughs> yeah, uh, 20 years ago, right? So it's not easy yeah. to remember. Uh, <laughs> you did, you did good, you did good. Um, so. Uh, it's it's a scary challenge as usual, so you know it's not not easy to go through the Sega Lounge challenge. You know, so, so. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> but it was a, a great moment, and thank you for uh, taking part in this Sega Lounge challenge. I think you, you can have the Sega Lounge seal of approval. 
Okay, uh, when they will actually uh, make a, a seal of approval, uh, we'll probably ask someone to, I don't know, <laughs> to print something and we'll send it to our, to our guests. Okay. Or exactly. maybe uh, you can uh, put it on your wall or something. I got through the Sega Launch Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Really, that's quite a feat. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is. Uh, so, Dana, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us tonight for, for this episode of the Sega Lounge. Uh, as, you, uh, as I mentioned to you before we did this, uh, we had a special show dedicated tonight uh, on Monday, so it was uh, the perfect way to um, close the week with uh, an interview that, with someone that uh, touched our hearts. In, in a, such a deep way with Dreams Dreams um, would you like to promote uh, your website your current work whatever to the sure. people listening uh, well you can find Courage My Love on iTunes um, Kerosene is the song they're about to go in I think they're recording pretty soon right now they're touring but uh, you know get it off of iTunes and check out the video online And uh, what else? Um, I guess that, and then my website, danacalitri.com. You know, you're welcome to visit it and find out what I'm up to, what I've been doing, and, you know, any projects I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. And you can write to me through the website, so if you want to. So I'd love to hear from you guys. So, so go do that. <laughs> write to Dana. Um, So we're, we're, we'll finish the show on, on a, a song you sent us. Before that, just let me remind everyone that you can uh, still listen to more uh, Radio Sega Live shows tonight. Well, just one more. In uh, about... Uh, what time is it? Okay, so in about three hours' time, we'll have RSN Live with Voice. So that's Midnight BST, uh, which is uh, 7pm Eastern and uh, 4pm Pacific, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't forget to tune in for that no uh, Radio Sega Live shows tomorrow because uh, Rexy is doing Sega Mixer Drive on Saturday at I believe 7pm uh, BST but uh, just check out her show blog post for more info on that and Gavi will be back with Saturday Night Sega at 10pm BST on Saturday as well celebrating 200 shows so uh, you won't miss you won't want to miss that because it's going to be amazing uh, I'll be back this Monday with Radio Sega Top 40 Countdown 8pm BST regular show and uh, the Sega Addicts AM show will be airing at midnight BST on Tuesday we'll be back with the Sega Lounge next Thursday 8pm BST Uh, we'll get, let you know what our next week's guest or uh, who next week's guest will be when we know because you know it's uh, it's it's hard to schedule stuff <laughs> in advance so we'll let you know uh, on radiosega.net who the next guest will be we'll close the show with um, a song Dana sent us It's called Modern Warfare, so you mentioned that previously, Dana. Uh, can we expect uh, a Dana Kalitri record anytime soon? Um, <laughs> you know, I would love to do one, and I probably will do one, as I was telling you before. I, I just am very, very busy, but it is a labor of love. So, yes, at some point, and I, you will be the first to know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, want um, an exclusive first play. 
yeah. <laughs> of the okay. <laughs> uh, so, Dana, thank you very much for joining us once again uh, on the Sega Lounge. It's been great to have a, a chat with you. Uh, we wish you all the best for your future endeavors, and anytime you want to come back, you're free to let us know, and we'll glad you uh, have you as a guest as well. Thank you. Such a pleasure. And um, again, I'm just so happy that people have loved the song all these years. So that's great. So we'll end the show with Modern Warfare by Dana Kalitri. Uh, don't forget, keep listening to Radio Sega. We play the best Sega music 24-7. And uh, sometimes we play non-Sega music just like this one. Take care. Keep listening to us. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to The Sega Lounge. The show will be available in podcast form shortly. Download it from RadioSega.net, the iTunes Store, or stream it on Stitcher. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.